This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Okay, hello and welcome to the Blue Review Podcast, episode 29. Landmark 30 next uh, fortnight or whenever. Didn't you just turn 30, Dave? I did. <laughs> you did? Yeah, so uh, we've got that uh, monumental uh, achievement to look forward to next episode. Uh, but yeah, no, we're all in a bit of a rush today, so I think we're just going to plough through. Um, <clears throat> straight into business. <laughs> Trailers. It's been, Skyfall. It's been, there's been a few. We did talk about Skyfall last week, but I haven't seen the new one, actually. Where was I? Uh... I don't know. You were there as well, Lynn. No, the new one, the new new Skyfall. Yeah, like, you see, have you not seen it? I haven't actually. No. Is that different uh, to the one that's attached to Dark Knight? Yeah, yeah. No, no, the one that's attached to Dark Knight that was just basically a flash of images. Uh, this is quite like a lot. A, this is an extended one where you see that the basic plot of the film is somebody gets hold of all the um, secret agents across the world. So they fake Bond's death and then who knows what happens. But there's loads of kind of people fighting on trains. Bond gets shot off the top of a train and it's all like, ooh, Bond's dead. But then, so he's going to go rogue. So who knows? Who knows? But it's its usual kind of, you know, high energy, shouty, shouty, lots of flashes, lots of Judy Dench looking very serious. So it should be good fun or it'll just be a plotless nightmare like the last one. What do people think about Ben Whishaw being Q? Yeah. I haven't really seen his TV stuff really. No, I think he's quite good. He's really young. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but they changed. I mean, they changed Bond all the time anyway. I'm not too bothered to be Mm. honest. They've changed Q already, but yeah, I know. I guess it is a bit weird in being quite young, but... Same time, some sort of techie geek who makes loads of gadgets sort of makes sense to be younger. Maybe the family needs like more kind of intelligence gadgets as like computer hacking and stuff like that than the old school, you know, knives and pens and whatever it was that he used to have. Yeah, exactly. I I think I'm not I'm not too fussed. So um, yeah, but cool. Did I talk about Frankowini last time? No, Uh, I haven't seen that trailer. No, I think we mentioned it briefly ages ago, but. I think it looks really good. I hate the short film with the passion. Yeah. Um, and when he said he's going to re- like he's been talking about remaking, remaking it into a feature film for ages, and it's always it's like why why would you do that? But then obviously as soon as he said he's going to do it in um, um, stop motion, it instantly becomes more interesting. But I actually think the film looks really really good. It's obviously it's obviously stretched out the concept of Frank and Weenie. I don't know if anybody knows the short or seen it, but it's basically it's obviously it. like Frankenstein. This kid, his dog dies, and he brings his dog back to life. And the dog is like a Franken yeah, dog, you know, kind of a cute concept. But the film is really, really bad. But this, but what happens in the feature um, from the trailer is that what happens is when people realize, see that the boy has brought his dog back to life, everybody wants to start bringing their animals back to life or other people uh, back to life. So the whole then town then starts bringing things back to life, and then people start creating these bigger and bigger monsters and stuff. And it's, it actually looks really good. Cool. Sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it does. Well, I've seen. Uh, I saw a trailer uh, for Cloud Atlas. It's an mm. epic trailer. Oh. Uh, it made me really want to read the book. I've just started that, but I've it was it was a weird. Too. It's a weird trailer. It's like it, it's a weird trailer. It's it's it looks like the film's going to be an absolute mess <laughs> because there's so <laughs> much going on. Um, 
it jumps around. It seems it jumps around. I guess the idea is um, I'm not read. I've only just started the book, but it jumps around from sort of periods and things like that. And there's lots of these intertwining stories, um, which I'm not sure how well is going to get across the screen. Plus, especially the first half, it looks a bit sentimental. It looks a bit sappy, but at the same time, visually it looks really interesting. And even though it's probably not going to work, I do like the idea of having these sort of totally sort of diverse sort of uh, settings going on. It looks interesting, really interesting, but I can I can see it failing. I, but it's you never know. It's a bit of a buzz. Yeah, it looks really interesting. As it, I say. You know, it's been screened in America and people have been saying oh, it's right, like really, okay. really good. Who's, who directs it again? It's Tom Twyke. Yeah, Tom that's Twyke. it. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, and the Wachowskis are like... I don't think they're producing it or co-directing it as well. Just well, Jasky Brothers, it. oh no. Yeah, <laughs> so it could all go wrong. But um, but it does look really interesting. There's just a few cheesy bits that just, I don't know. But I'm definitely interested in seeing it, very interested. Yeah. Cool. cool. Laura? Oh, I've just seen Life of Pi. Okay. That's, oh, it's a trailer for that. I've seen. Yeah, yeah, another oh, book. Oh, I'm scared about that film. Have you read the book? Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah. Is it a sequel to Pi? Yes. It's exactly what it is, Darren. Well done. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it looks good. The, the trailer's really nice, but it, they've made it look quite fantastical, which I think is nice. Yeah. It'll work better well, if they just take it into that fantasy world. Um, yeah, and, and you're got, not quite yeah. sure what is or isn't real. Yeah, yeah, but it starts with the with the young boy who's on like a shipwreck, and then obviously you find out that he ends up on a... Sorry, we're having mic issues. People are pointing to different mics. I don't know which mic I'm supposed to go in. Um, right, yeah, so... Just pick one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're both pointing at different ones. Um, yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, so, like, and then obviously you realise that he's he's on a raft that's connected to a boat and there's a tiger in the boat. And it sort of hints at the fact that him and the tiger are going to have some sort of friendship and they tr- have, like, this adventure. Um, so, yeah, um, book is amazing. Mm. Don't know mm. how it's going to translate into a film because... Yeah, it's, it's really yeah, strange. The good thing that's amazing about the book isn't necessarily anything that's like... Filmic. Filmic, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Some endings don't work so well on film as they do in a book. Yeah, yeah. I do like, we'll see, but yeah. I'm quite excited about it. I do like a lot of Ang Lee's work. He's not made anything great yeah, for a while. Yeah, that was the other but... thing that I was oh, quite well, excited know, about, that it was Ang Lee. Recent. thought yeah. that was sort of the right kind of person yeah. to be directing it. Have you ever seen any of his films? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, okay, before we move off trailers, can we just quickly talk about Peter Jackson deciding to ruin The Hobbit for everybody? Uh, well, he ruined Lord of the Rings, so he's just continuing. No, no, no. I know, I know how you feel about Lord of the Rings, Darren, but some of us actually quite like yeah. them. But I'm really, really frustrated that The Hobbit yeah. is such a good little action story. It's like a 200-page book that could yeah. have been a brilliant two-hour movie where loads of shit happens, it ends in a big dragon fight, and away we go. Yeah. And now he's going to fill it full of fucking crap from Silmarillion where it's like, this is how the elves were born. It's fucking appendices of Lord of the Rings. It's yeah, like, no one reads a Silmarillion uh, for like... He's a fucking knob. He's been a knob for years. He fucked up King Kong. He fucked did the exactly same with Lord of the Rings. He stretched them out insane amounts. At the same time, Lord of the Rings, they are three epic sort of parts. Yeah. They were too long. Uh, no, I mean the extended editions are. I, I think mean, the normal versions are. The extended no, editions never. make me want to smash my face. No, but I to think turn this one is complicated f- enough. Yeah. I love watching them. Uh, yeah, I love them to bits. But but the Hobbit is uh, it's, f- it's much no. more simple. It's much shorter. It, there's less going on. It, there's no no reason to be three films. But as I say, he's adding all this other stuff in. But 
There was no reason for it to be two films. No, no, not at all. So it doesn't make any sense. Is it's like why? I mean, two. I was like, all right, you're milking it. Like they they split all the end books of of series into two, but three's just three just actually makes me want to find him and kick him. Maybe it's three short films and he's actually going to be really really good. <laughs> like three just three what, it on TV. But no, not by the sounds of things. It'll be three three hour marathons, it and it'll it'll fucking ruin it for everybody. Yeah. And people will think it's long and boring and won't read it when it's a badass book. Yeah. Boo to Peter but, Jackson, that's what we all say. Boo, boo to I've been Peter saying Jackson. that for a long, long time. Oh, no. Ever movies. since Heavenly Creatures. <laughs> I've not seen that. Yeah, that was his last good film. Ever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Do you think King Kong's good? I'll have to agree. Uh, King Kong I wasn't a, a fan of, no. Do you like King Kong, Linz? Uh No, I found it quite, like, I thought long. it was... I love the first I, original. I like the um, the dinosaur fight randomly. <laughs> I was like, look at this, the journal. Ah. Have you seen King Kong? Mm-hmm. Do you like it? I quite enjoyed it. Oh, it's fucking absolute bollock from start to finish. Don't even get me started on that fucking gimp who plays Gollum, Andy Serkis' character. <laughs> it is the most ludicrous. It's Jamie Bell. Yeah, he's literally got a squint. He literally yeah. squints and goes, and... Cartoon pirate. Oh, my God. Oh, the film is abysmal on so many levels. And that is incredibly long. Yeah. yeah he, he's a... just got no idea of pace. No, no yeah. idea whatsoever. Except when he was forced he to do short films. Yeah, fucking brain dead. <laughs> fucking zips along, but he just. Oh, I don't know. He's just, he's just been given way too much control mm. financially. Um, and. He... He, he, of, he, he, he needs to be reined in. He needs that fucking. Oh, he needs to get hands off spirit. production. He just needs to say, "Look, there you go. Do with it. I'll put it together late." He's just yeah. But yeah, I'm disappointed. Disappointed in you, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he was better when he was fat. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, controversial. <laughs> like Seth Rogen is funny when he was constant fat. Constant self doubt that made him think, "Well, they like it. Well, they like it." Now he's like, "I'm amazing. They'll love it." Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Cool. Right. This insecurity. Anyway, <laughs> on to what we've watched. Well, we've all just watched the same film, which is good, but that's it. So yeah. hopefully, we'll a big debate about. Yeah. Actually, are we just going to get? Surely we're going to go spoiler tastic on this. Oh yeah, we're talking about the Dark Knight. Uh, if you haven't guessed. Um, and yeah, let's spoil the shit. If out you of haven't it. seen it by now, I mean, you shouldn't really be listening to this podcast. No. Yeah. You should have seen it. So warning, hey, warning, we're going to ruin it. Sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> Go and watch it, then come back and listen. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's just let's do it. Let's just talk about it. Let's we'll talk just about pause it. for a minute so you can leave. Everybody gone? A minute? That's a bit excessive. <laughs> <laughs> We've had tiny fragments of conversations about this, so I think Lindsay should kick us off. Yeah, because I'm intrigued. Oh, okay. Um, flat out, I enjoyed it. There were problems, um, but I thought it was a better film than Prometheus, um, kind of in oh, on that scale. Um, I really, really enjoyed the the kind of... I quite enjoyed the plot, and I kind of... I do like Christian Bale as Batman, and I know you've got major issues with his voice, but I liked the the idea that he was struggling to, to stay the hero that, that Gotham needed, and this kind of... It, it's kind of a little bit like the long... Is it the long Friday? The long Good Friday? One of them that Jay made me read where, like, Batman, the, the idea that he's actually human, that he, he ages and that he struggles and he has difficulties. Um, I thought it was very entertaining. It was somewhere between 
a kind of classic blockbuster. I kind of felt the same as I did with Inception. It was kind of quite a big blockbustery type film that kind of speaks in very simple language, like big shiny good guy, bad guy. But then it was it was interesting. Um, this notion of what happens when people are are left to rule themselves and the anarchy doesn't work out. Um, I'm not quite sure why Sean Connery did Bane's voice. <laughs> but yeah. I was thinking the silly voices, and I was thinking about this, is that Nolan, Nolan's trio of Batmen have all had a Gotham where the good guys and the bad guys that aren't who they are all use ridiculous voices. It's like everybody's playing a character. And I, so because it's not just suddenly Batman got a weird voice and it's not just suddenly the bad guy got a weird voice. I mean, Scarecrow had a crazy fucked up voice. Um, I think it's kind of part of the world that he's building where the people would be like, Bruce, say you, Bruce, in that suit. What's going on? So I forgive him, although it was an odd, odd voice from Bane. Mm. It's very odd. But no, overall, I liked it. I, I, I struggle. I struggle with these women massively. Both of them were so... And I kind of understand with the... Uh, spoiler alert, Marion, what's-her-face's character, um, with the big reveal that she's Ra's al daughter. Yeah. Because you can't give them too much away about her without giving away that she's, you know, that she's actually the mastermind behind it all. But Catwoman was painfully two-dimensional, and I really I feel issues with films. Surprisingly, when someone can fly and survive a nuclear blast, where women run around in ludicrously high heels and jump off things because they just think you break your fucking ankle. Well, I don't think he did survive personally, no, but yeah, so that's we'll get onto that later. That's the the, the big thing, which I think is is vaguely similar to what happens in the the comic book series where they kill off Batman because um, he, he need they need that kind of big hero. So and somebody else becomes Batman. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it's ripped off the comic books. It's not ripped off. There's, there's, base, well, not but we're, yeah, not ripped <laughs> off. But what I'm saying is a lot of it is taken from yeah, the comic yeah. books. Then, then it wouldn't be you know you're you're not working from a character that you're creating. You're not creating stories from nothing. Are you? You're taking the the legend of the comic books and you're taking versions of Batman that you like and putting them yeah, on screen. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not slagging it off. I'm just saying. But I quite, I quite like, what's his face? He was in Inception as well. From Go- Third Rock. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon Gordon <laughs> I think he's probably the best thing in it, in my opinion. Yeah, he was good. Um, uh, I'll quickly add, I'm going to quickly add uh, before Darren, Darren goes off. Um, to be honest, I... I'll talk in more detail once we start having a bit of a debate about it, but I feel pretty much the same as you, Lynn. I really enjoyed it. It was just a great blockbuster, good fun, exciting, uh, intense. Uh, I found it quite... I found it quite... I know they've all been quite dark, but the other ones are more like dark, moody. I found this quite dark, almost a little bit scary. I found all the sort of terrorism aspects and stuff quite quite uh, brutal, and, and I that's what I quite liked about the film. I liked Bane. I liked um, how sort of intimidating he was and and how much power he had over people and stuff i liked that i think a lot of the other batman films the villains have been maybe quite cool quite interesting but they've not been that scary they've not been that i've never felt like a threat even like the joker he's a he was a quite a cool villain but he never felt like he was really gonna cause that much sort of chaos and whereas bane did and i liked that a lot but yeah again there are lots of problems with the film but we'll We'll go into that later, but overall, I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, I mean, there's two aspects to it, isn't there? I mean, we can talk about how it made us feel and how it worked on a sort of a an emotional yeah. level, and then it's like, it's, let's talk about this as a film. Mm. When we will get on to the talk about it as a film, 
But as an emotional level, I mean, the big problem is, is that I found it incredibly fucking dull. I was bored senseless throughout the whole film. Really? That was the opposite. Absolutely. I, I thought it felt, even though it's the longest, it, for me, it was the most it, exciting the reason it felt, The reason like it that. felt dull, I just felt as if, in a weird way, I just felt as if the pacing was so bad. I felt as if it was, everything was so incredibly rushed. Like the first 45 minutes was just pure exposition, catching us up, introducing us to these characters. And then... Everything was so rushed that it was. I found it boring because not, nothing was dramatic. There was it never played out any dramatic moments for me. The only drama in it and the only emotion and then for me the best scenes in it were between Bruce Wayne and Alfred, which I actually think it did work and that is probably the only thing that's connected up throughout all three films in that regard. And I actually thought they were amazing scenes, like quite powerful scenes, including the ending when he dies and he's at the gravesite. I kind of thought those scenes were really good, but I was just. I just didn't. None of the drama worked for me. I mean, I have a ma- I had a massive problem that there was nothing played with the fact that he was the villain of Gotham. The fact that it was like that's the ending of Dark Knight, and then it comes, and he's not really the villain. He's just sort of ignored. He's he disappeared, which I was kind of disappointed with. That there was no sort of villainy about Batman, um, and then I just found the kind of journey of him. Being a cripple, I had a massive problem with him being a cripple at the beginning of the film. And I watched The Dark Knight a few days before, so I understand why. It's because he jumped off the building at the end of The Dark Knight. But it just felt a bit weird. And it's been a cripple for eight years. This is eight years since. Yeah. And and then he decides, oh, no, I don't want to be a cripple anymore. I'm going to fucking... I was like, well, why, you could have done that eight years ago and still stayed invisible. Yeah. He didn't have to be a cripple and only not be a cripple because you want to be Batman well, again. Well, he didn't become invisible because he was a cripple. He became well, invisible. Well, no, yeah, that's what, I'm say- no, no, that's what I'm saying is, is yeah. that they're two disconnected things. And they did it's- semi-explain his leg with that weird device thing that he got on it. But it, but uh, when my... they said that all of his, but no, I agree with you, Darren. That I, the injury and the kind of the physicality of him suggested we were like six months yeah. later. Yeah, whereas exactly. in eight years, if he'd been that, if he'd been, if he was still that bad eight years later, he would still exactly. have been unable to train himself to the point because once he got out, once he got in jail, jail in the pit. And then had to climb out. It's like he didn't have any of the kind of yeah, the gadgets, the gizmos, gadgets, and the, the support. Um, so yeah, no, I'd agree. The the, the holes in it, but then. But that, know, but this is why, why I found it dull because I couldn't buy into it. I think it would have been really interesting if we saw him being a villain. If we saw the fact that this disability was a major, major, major problem for him. It wasn't. It was a major problem for him when he was being Bruce Wayne. And as soon as he wanted to become Batman, he was back to being perfect again. Yeah. It was never a problem. Him. So there was no drama. There was no fucking tension in the fact that he was this really disabled person. And then Bane breaks his back in the most undramatic fucking scene going. He breaks his fucking back. And then it gets fixed in this stupid scene in the pit. Again, no drama to it. There's no tension. There's, the fact that he had a broken back, there was no drama played out with it. And then he comes out and fights Bane again. Bane gets killed again in the most undramatic fucking death scene ever. And yeah. so I was just, so everything, it just like plodded along. Even the pit scene for me, I don't know how long time that was supposed to be, but this pit was supposed to be one of the most kind of arduous tasks going. And it was just sort of rushed through in these, this scene that, and one of the problems I had with it, and actually this is a massive problem I had with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Is that, right, and I need to qualify this because there's an easy argument against what I'm about to say, but there was no sense of threat, right? <laughs> he was in this pit. You knew he was going to get out of this pit, yeah, right? you did. Now, and, and, and the problem I had with Lord of the Rings is that I never, ever, ever, ever sent, I had one ounce of threat with Frodo. I never, any, everything that happened, I never once thought, this is, he's in trouble. Now, the argument against that is, obviously... He's never. He's always going to get out of it. Obviously, he's going to get out of the pit and save the day. Obviously, Frodo's going to. You know, we all know what happens. But for me, it's just like it's almost like a cheap argument because even though you know, you can still create that tension. That oh, hang on, 
You know, there's just that. And for me, if he broke his back, if the disability was a problem, if his broken back was a problem, there would be that sense of, especially because it's the last film, that is yeah. he, what is going to happen? Is Bane going to kill him? Is he going to, is he going to lose? You know, and, and but the, for me, there was never any of that tension. Is that possibly what they were trying to do with him, her stabbing him? That out of nowhere there came a, a penetration of of the the Batman and well, she possibly, got into but the she, she was the wrong it. character to do that. Yeah, I, I, fa- I found. Was, yeah, the whole twist aspect yeah. for me spoiled it. For me, as I say, I mean, I I disagree with Darren in terms of I found a lot of drama in the film. As I say, that's why I was quite invested in it. Um, even though, yeah, totally. When you look, but when when you look back at a lot of it, it it's pretty a bit nonsensical that shit with his back and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was so caught up in it. And it did feel dramatic for me, and there was that threat for me that I, I, didn't, I could let a lot of it slide. I mean, but that's the thing. I think, for me, I think the film, in a way, hinges on Bane. And I think yeah. if you find him terrifying, and if you find his actions terrifying, then you're going to be terrified. Mm. I found him absolute comedy. I think he's one of the weakest villains in any film going, because his vo- he's, I had a massive problem with his voice. <laughs> Can I add one thing about Bane? Because I haven't got much to say on it. But for me, Bane, I was on his side for part of the film. That's the and point. And that though. is ridiculous. Yeah, but that's the the point is that, that he's a communist. Yeah, well, the, the point is that you know this is if you look at the kind of the parallels to things like the Occupy movement. Okay, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. when you're bringing down the one percent, it makes sense. But actually, I do think there was a small part of Nolan that's saying, unless you present an alternative. You can't you can't bring down mass government. You can't bring down the system as it stands because the system as it stands is all that we know. So if somebody just comes in, unplugs it, and says "fucking off," there you go. Like in Fight Club, they but blow everything up. Off yeah, you go. yeah, but it wasn't just about his political stance. It was the fact that I found him slightly more enjoyable than Black Man. I think. So, uh, oh no, he was great fun. He was really <laughs> cheeky. But and in, in, in what Darren's saying, as in in a comedy way, not necessarily in a mm. scary way. Yeah. Is it, is it, he was entertained by him. I, I mean, was entertained I, more by him than anyone else. Therefore, I was sort of on his side. Yeah. I mean, felt a bit like a dodgy Bond villain at times. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been the accent. Yeah, for me, it was just it's that first scene. Him, the no very one. first scene he came really in right strong, in the beginning. We had that lisp in his I was like, whoa. I was like, plus the sound mix was terrible. They'd, they'd blatantly turned his volume up because he couldn't hear what he was saying. They redubbed him. Yeah, and it just sounded so redubbed and so fake that that first scene, I was like, oh, this is fucking yeah, ridiculous. But then after that, I don't know. Like it was coming out of his mouth. Yeah, no, really it was clearly me. once. Well, I yeah. know, but that's what really bothered me. But then, me the most straight about it. after that, I don't know. You the got next, used to it. I don't know what the next scene was, but straight in the next scene, I was like, okay, this is fine. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I, did, I did struggle to understand everything he said. I'm not that bothered about it. It was his inflection. It, I just could He wasn't menacing for me. He wasn't scary, threatening. It, I wasn't scared by him. It, it was too. Ah, oh, Batman! Then, he okay. he it was just a bit. Threat, though. What in? he was capable of was he wasn't the threat. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't a man gone mad. Like what worked so well with with the Joker was that he kind of explicitly stated that he had no. He had no. Yeah, big, I mean, I find the Joker plan. infinitely more he scary, had no terrifying. Yeah. Ulterior motive. He just enjoyed the chaos well, whereas Bale's a bit like it. I've got a social purpose and I'm running away. But I think Bane was is supposed to be scary. He should have been. Because if, he, he if, 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 if yeah, exactly, he was to Dave and he was to a lot of people. He, if, if he's not scary, then what the fuck is the film about? If he's well, not absolutely well, terrifying, he's scary. So he's not scary, but the being strand, but the the power that he holds is uh, is terrifying. So the situation he puts people in is scarier than the man himself. Whereas yeah. you know Heath Ledger, the, the Joker in um, the second one actually, as an individual, does some really horrific things. Like doesn't he? I remember him stabbing someone with a pencil. That yeah, bit is yeah the, that's his first, yeah. that's his entrance. And, and, and the, things well, that, no, things, the things that he does are, are without reason and without kind of build up. So that's what makes him terrifying is that he's 
he's imbalanced and you don't he's unpredictable whereas Bane is kind of going through the motions of being a kind of you know you've got 30 days and I want to rule the world and what ha ha you know like he's one of those that monologues well Bond's which is why I felt like a Bond villain you know Bond's tied on the the machine that's going to cut him down the middle through his bollocks first and he's like telling him about yeah his I, I, I mean, also, I see what you're saying. That, it, it, but I think Bane. I think he was supposed to be terrifying, and I think people yeah, find him. I think uh, whether you know whether you 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 found his actions terrifying and his power fair enough. But I genuinely believe the intention yeah. is that he's a terrifying. In the comic books, he's a terror. He's the one who destroys Batman, breaks Batman's back, and he did in the film, but <laughs> it didn't really mean anything. But, but I think he's supposed to be terrifying, and for me, he wasn't. Wasn't. Which, do you know who was a, the cheeky delight was um, them bringing Cillian Murphy back? I, yeah, like, oh. I hated that. Oh, I, was, I felt like a that. fanboy wank fucking thing. There's no reason for him to be there. It was all a little... Well, no, because he he's in the prison, wasn't he? Um, it and just he felt so forced. But... I like that kind of, death or exile, we'll take death. Death by exile. It was like the whole Eddie Izzard cake or death thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just a bit. Comedy. It was a bit, exactly. was a bit silly. Was a bit silly that bit. But I mean, that's right. You can have I mean, silliness. There's a I man mean, running around dressed as a giant. But for fuck's sake, <laughs> if we can't, then what else can we do? Another problem I had with it was Catwoman. I actually thought I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. If that was random, if that was just another character, I thought she was all right. I thought she was quite interesting. I quite liked some of the little moves. I had. A, I have a massive problem with her being Catwoman um, because. I, uh, I know I keep saying this, but Catwoman should be a cat. It's like the penguin is a penguin. <laughs> and, and it sounds ridiculous, but they are, I'm sorry. Well, no, they, yeah, because the Catwoman, it, it's the idea that she was kind of, they're slightly like mutanty type people. Sli- yeah, he, and I realise he's working in this sort of really realistic world. Yeah. I get it. But it just, it, for me, it's just slightly too serious. It's just too realistic because I just wanted her to be a little bit more cat-like. I wanted her to be way more nimble. I wanted her to look at look. And there it, were some really, like, really strong cat-like qualities in her. The fact that she she changed her allegiance to suit everybody to, consistently to suit herself is a huge cat property. She's a cat it's, burglar. She's yeah, a cat burglar. That, I mean, it's so. so... No, no, but no, but the, the notion that dogs are loyal, but a cat will go to whoever's got the biggest, the biggest yeah. pile of. And she was exactly like that, you know. She was, and it was only when she, you know, she kind of starts falling for which Batman again or, was completely rushed, like everything. You know, I mean, it did completely unbelievable that love interest. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't buy into. And then that. she all of a sudden becomes like textbook fucking. You know what I mean? She goes off and then she comes back and saves the day, and it's so. More yeah. About, yeah. But saying that, right? I mean, saying that, I didn't hate the film. I watched it and I thought it was all right. I, I was just thought it was really disappointing. And like I said, I think. Um, or accept or did anybody else cringe when he says oh why did you use your real name it's really good <laughs> oh, Robin yeah that was name unnecessary oh my god yeah that no, is... because, because this is what happens if you go and see these kind of films with comic book fans yeah. is that very early on in the movie they go do you know that that's Robin so well I could have figured that out yeah but... it's pretty obvious yeah well there was rumours about it for a long time but yeah. yeah, and it makes sense. I would be interested to see if anyone's going to pick up the Robin. No, he won't be Robin. He's obviously going to be the next Batman. And I, I actually thought sort of last couple of minutes was quite... I quite liked it. I thought it was well done, and I was quite quite like the fact that he's going to then take over the mantle of Batman, and I kind of liked that, oh, to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the... Um, I wasn't a fan of the little reveal at the end, though, with Batman sort of still... Is he still alive sort of thing in the... No, uh... I hate that. And I watched Inception again recently and a fucking Nolan does something mm. which pisses me off, which is, you know, I mean, I like leaving stuff to the audience and letting yeah. them think about it, but he has these endings mm. 
that which they don't add, they don't they, they detract completely from it. Mm. And it is that oh, is he dead? Did he die? It's obviously a fucking dream because it plays out exactly how he says, and it, that'd be impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be an, an ultimate contrivance, or he's. But then they have the thing with the autopilot as well. That's the idea. I know, but this yeah. is what I mean. But it's so... And yeah, he throws these little things in, like he does with Inception, to make... And he, for me, it makes you think about the wrong things. Mm. I'm not thinking about what, what I should be thinking about the film. I'm thinking about, oh, is he dead then? What happened at the end? And it's like, this fucking is a bollocks question. Yeah. It means nothing. It's... Oh, it fucking It would have actually been eased, nicer had he just... If he'd insisted on going back. Because you kind of knew that Batman wasn't really dead in the way that, you know, you knew it was... Have you seen season two of Sherlock yet, Darren? No. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll go. We'll move on from that. Um, so, but it would have been nicer to just see um, Albert in the square that he was in earlier, and just see him look up and smile. You didn't need to cut to Christian Bale in salmon pink with Catwoman. But, 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 but you know, that. even that would be fucking fucked me off because it's still. He said, "I have this dream where I'm in this fucking place, very specific place, and I see you having a drink." And you're really happy, yeah. and then that happens. That wouldn't that's, that, that the chances of that are a billion to one. And if that was if that if that is a real ending, it is a fucking ridiculous ending. So yeah. it's obviously a sort of a dream from a, for a Alfred's dream because he says he keeps dreaming it. So it's obvious, and, and I was like, so, and it's but it's again because it has that kind of oh is it isn't it oh oh who gives a fuck? Just tell <laughs> us. Just fucking have a definitive ending. End the fucking thing. <laughs> Don't have these little stupid questions that no one gives a fuck about. I just think it'd be Maybe. more powerful. I think Maybe it'd be more powerful if he died. Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole reason like, which bothered me about those little bits at the end. I think it, there's no reason why he shouldn't have just died. I mean, it's yeah. supposed to be the end of the trilogy. It doesn't matter. There can be a new Batman. It's like... Yeah, he's just rebooted. That's what bothered me. It just felt like they bottled it. Yeah. But, but I did like... Um... Robin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was again, it, I think Chris Nolan often works with like, quite two dimensional archetypal characters. And he was, he was just that kind of gung ho cop. But I thought he did it brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. He was really yeah, good. he was, he's more subtle. Like, I think his, his women are really 2D. I think he's getting better at, like, you know, he's, and he, I think his racial stereotypes as well in Inception were kind of like, I'm, you know, token Chinese guy, um, which was quite entertaining, really. But, I do think he was quite, though he was kind of, I like the fact that he wasn't a fighter. Like you didn't really see him get physical very often because he was obviously, he's quite a little guy. You didn't really see him do the fighting. He did more of the thinking. So it was kind of, you saw him almost, I was, uh, you know, under somewhere between Batman and Commissioner Gordon, who was massively underused in this film. (laughs) But yeah, I felt Gary Oldman was, was underused. Mm. And the flying thing, I wasn't sure about that gadget. I I quite liked that. (laughs) It was just like it on IMAX there, and yeah, the I, sound I never, was yeah. deafening, which is cool. I mean, that's the thing. I just didn't really find any of the sequences exciting either. I did, I, it didn't really lift. It didn't, for me, it didn't rise above average, except maybe in the Alfred and uh, Bruce Wayne scenes, which I'm not a massive fan of the new originals. But I just thought it was quite well handled, and yeah, I yeah. Thought, and, had, and it's, it's a shame. I just feel as if he just tried to do a little bit too much. Too much story. There's almost too much story in there, and he didn't kind of play out any of the moments. I would have also been really happy to have not had any of the League of Shadows crap back. The yeah. whole Lars got like I, I actually prefer villains when they're pure bad guys. When they're like, I've no reason to be doing this. This isn't about revenge. Yeah. This is just about me being a fucking. And if I actually cared about Bane, which I didn't, that would have taken the edge off him. Yeah, it, that did bother me. That's as I say. As I say, I did have the main problems I had with the film were just at the end because it it did nullify Bane by switching it round and then getting him killed quite easily and it was just a bit like oh you bastards um 
Did you feel cheated, Dave? I did feel a bit cheated, but it, again, it didn't bother me too much. I still I still enjoyed it, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the film a lot, but it is one that you look back at and it's a bit like, hmm. Similar to Inception, I enjoyed Inception while I watched it, but there's there's loads of little things about it that are like, ah. Yeah, I watched that again recently. In all honesty, I need to see it again. It's now. quite brilliant. Yeah. I think it is. I think, but it's very the clever. exposition always bothered me in that, though. The yeah, first horrendous exposition. It, it is horrendous exposition. I actually think this has got, I actually think Batman's got a horrendous yeah, exposition. A lot of people mention that. I, I didn't really. I think his brother has got a, a serious problem with exposition. But anyway, but the thing is with Inception, there is, there is loads of exposition, but it is so complex. It sort of has to. Yeah. It's so, and I think on balance, I think it kind of handles it quite well because it is so dense in, in the kind of the rules of the world and. And I think, um, but I, 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 when I, I watched it the other night, I was like, no, it's a brilliant film, but the problems, unnecessary problems it gives itself mm. are kind of irritating. But that's, we'll save that for another podcast <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. But um, is she doing no one special? Well, yeah, like the, I think Inception saved itself with the architect character being kind of new to their team. So it's like, oh, oh new job. Let's explain it all to you. It's an then. absolute <laughs> classic device. I did that in Exile in the script. We have someone who's out, outside the world coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it works. It's so simple. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter that, like, lots of films do it. It works yeah. because you kind of like, okay, we'll learn together then. Some of the exhibition is cringy. One of them that's really cringy is where they're, ch- they're chatting in the warehouse and they're ch- pl- plotting through, like, how they're going to do it. And just for no reason, they're, like, in another world, walking around it, carrying it, continuing mm. the conversation. And it's like, you're just doing that because you know it's going to be dull having this conversation in the warehouse. So you're yeah. trying to make him... And it's just you're absolutely You're just showing ridiculous. off. Yeah, absolutely. Whacking him in this fucking scene, having this conversation for no reason. Yeah, oh, it's br- good, brilliant. Um, oh. Batman. Um, Laura? <laughs> so you, you was entertained by um, Bane. Um, what did you think? Because you, you saw the two Batman films recently. What did you think of it in terms of the trilogy? I've not even asked you this, but <laughs> as a whole, I mean, as a because you like the you like Batman Begins. What do you think to the second one? I don't even know. Well, yeah, I suppose I I love Batman Begins. I I absolutely loved it. Um, and then I and Dark Knight. I, I enjoyed Dark Knight. I think I actually think the Joker is like a fantastic character, and I. I, I, when I watched it again, I enjoyed it even more than I had done the first time around. Uh, um, you know, honestly, I me, did. Yeah, this is the weakest film. Definitely the weakest. It's I. D- I didn't like the characters as much. Um, like every, it's just everything that you've been saying. I didn't feel as like it was as threatening. I, you know, when I when Batman's boring me and I'm on the side of the the evil person because he's more entertaining. I, that's just no, me. you get it's that not, in a lot of <laughs> I know, I know, but like the the Joker is a lot more entertaining in a way than Batman. But I'm never yeah. on his side. You know what I mean? Like mm. it, it just became oh, a bit mean, yeah. a bit boring and a bit. But not. But I still, I, I still enjoyed watching it. Like I wasn't as bored as you sound. Like really, really bored. But it just, it just, it wasn't enough. It wasn't but enough. See, so see, so you're really? and also, you prefer the first one. Yeah, that's my problem with the first one. And my one thing I found is like, I did, I did. Because yeah, I know I with like you, you like you really don't like the fact that it's the real world, and you prefer the kind of the comic book world. Yeah. Whereas I really, that's one thing that I loved about the first one was the real world and the reason he gets there and why he becomes Batman and all of that stuff I, I really, really enjoyed. And then for me, this one started started to become like a mix between the two and like was just, couldn't decide what it wanted to be. Got to like, exactly. And it, it sort of didn't <laughs> stick to one or the other, which again was another problem for me. And I, so, you know, when stick I was watching in, in this one, the real world. when I was watching and really it, really stick to it. 
I kept thinking I'm desperate to see Batman, <laughs> Tim Burton's Batman and Batman Returns. Every time Catwoman was on in particular, I kept thinking I'm desperate to see Batman Returns. Oh, yeah. Catwoman's brilliant. She's, because yeah. she was no, amazing in it. Amazing. But yeah. Batman Returns is probably the best Batman one. I, yeah, I, I prefer the I second one. I'm a massive fan of Batman, the first one. It, it's good, but... Batman Returns? Really no, 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 I, no I the don't... first one, no, Batman. Oh. Batman Returns um, is awesome, that's what I was saying. Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. And... No, that's she's the second, the second one. one, that's Returns. Who's in the first one? Who's the bad Jack guy in the first one? Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is a Joker. No, yeah, no, that one. It's brilliant when he kind of is stuffing... Oh, yeah, no, he is pretty good in it because his face was painting himself and, yeah, I did like that one. That's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm desperate to see. I ain't seen him for a long time. I'm, no, I'm right. good, definitely going to watch him again. Yeah, just see how, how they hold up. To be honest, but um, cool. Fuck it, watch Batman Forever as well. <laughs> yeah, watch him tonight. No, anyway. Uh, were you disappointed in it? Not at you all. You two. I, I I thought it was the best of the trilogy. Oh, did you? Really? I find Batman Begins quite boring. That night is too long, <sighs> and I don't know. This one just works for me in terms of. For me, I think. Like what Laura was saying, well, no, but but not quite. I think because it went a bit more, a bit more comic book with it, it didn't feel quite as real. I liked that. I liked the you like the balance, even bits like the most textbook like blockbuster thing, cliche ever. There's a fucking bomb timer about to go off, stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. It's yeah. a blockbuster. That's what I want when I want yeah. to watch a fucking blockbuster. I'm sitting there in IMAX, fucking all around me. It's like, bring it on. I think. This Whereas fucking Batman film. Begins just made me want to go to sleep. No, I, I think Batman Begins is well, really no, it's dull. Right. It's not that bad, but it's uh, I found it quite dull. I like slow plodding films, though. I like slow plodding films. I don't like slow plodding Batman films. Mm. Well, <laughs> I like slow plodding films if that's the appropriate thing, but if I'm watching a man who dresses as a bat with a suit that's got nipples on, yeah. then I kind uh, of want to buy into a little one. bit that there's no nipples on this suit, stand corrected. <laughs> what, which um, order would you put I, them in then, Linz? So I, I, I'm Dark Knight... Batman Begins Rises, your Begins Night Rises, no, your Rises. rises We're all different. Night, so. Batman Begins. Yeah. I would say the second one, the third one. No, the second one. I don't know. Like I, I, I do find the whole League of Shadows thing a little bit dull. Yeah. Like, and I quite like. I mean, I quite like that the bad guys are people, effectively, because Batman's only a person, as opposed to you know the craziness of of. Whoever, but yeah, I agree. Batman Begins is a great film because it's it was so refreshing after Batman the one with Robin. Alicia Silverstone and <laughs> yeah, George Clooney. And I think maybe that's it is that because it was such an abuse when it was the first of these kind of remakes in my head, it probably isn't, but it felt like a, a, a whole refresh of of the genre of these kind of films. But this one was a good blockbuster, and I'm with you. I'm with. I'm with Dave, David about the whole thing about bomb timers and slow motion running action shots and, you know, coming back for the last kiss. It's like, fuck it, it's a blockbuster. I want to see a bit of trash. Yeah, so I want to feel a little bit like <laughs> Because maybe we're both simpletons, but I don't care. So which order then? Oh, I don't know. Um, I can't. Uh, second one's probably my favourite. Then probably the third one, then probably the first so we, one. So all of us have literally Completely got a different order. Yeah, a different order, yeah. <laughs> There you have it. Uh, none of us can agree on Batman. Well, I think we should move on because we're pushed for time. Uh, and annoyingly, our theme, I think, could be quite epic. Yeah. Unless we skip the theme again, but we are always skipping it. 
But we do always skip it. We haven't got that long. If you need, to, if we need somebody to shoot off a mate, so maybe this is literally the Batman podcast. Yeah, Batman podcast. So maybe we should save the theme again. We keep shaving, shaving but it. But it's too good a theme. That's why too, too good. A theme it's to too good a thing to rush. So next time we will. We <laughs> promise. You have been dying to hear the Hitchcock theme. I know you have <laughs> all of you, all of our three listeners. <laughs> which one of which is Darren? Um, you know, sorry. We will do it next time. <laughs> promise. Uh, anyway, cool. Uh, let's quickly have a look at what's coming out in the next couple of weeks. I'm we- going to save Gotham. <laughs> I don't think so, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> anyway, we've got Ted coming out today. No, coming. I just have 20 you know, more minutes down doing that. that would do you know really- what? I, I could listen to that all week. And I pretty much have. Do you want me to send support? Except for you to do it muffled. Would you like a cup of tea? Why do you sound like Gollum? I don't know, actually. That went a bit crazy, the last one. Anyway, we've got Ted coming out today. Uh, Brave Ooh. comes out in Scotland on Friday. The uh, rest of the UK, they we get it. come out in Scotland first? Yeah, because it's, Although they yeah. came out in America at three months What are you talking ago, about? So Brave. Yes. I thought that had been and gone. No, it's still not out in the UK. It came out in America ages ago. No, I don't know why. That's how we feel about Brave. I'm not... It's not supposed to be that excited. good. But ever since I fucking saw the first teaser years ago, I've been banging on about how much it looks shit, and it's supposed to be shit. I can't fucking wait to see it and rip it apart. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anyway, uh, next well, we have... <laughs> speaking of Batman... The got... Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It was like no, a, no, Dave's that. home video. There's a... Uh, Christian Bale is in... It's actually... I've never heard of this, but it's the director I quite like. It's so Zhang Yimou, the guy who did... Uh, uh, House Flying Daggers and Hero and all that stuff. He's got a new one out with Christian Bale in randomly, uh, which might be good, but I don't know anything about it. Cool. Uh, we've got The Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days, the third film. I don't, they're churning these out. His first one was like 2010. It's, it's some holidays. Yeah, um, but anyway, that looks shit. Um, we have Sound of My Voice. I think I mentioned it before. Um, I saw the trailer for it. It looks quite interesting. It's this indie film about a sort of a cult and this, these investigative reporters who infiltrate it. Sounds interesting. Uh, let's skip that. Uh, we've got Undefeated, which is the documentary which won Best Documentary Oscar th- th- this last time. Uh, it's about an American football team. Looks a bit cheesy. Um, we've got Eames, The Architect and the Painter, which is a documentary about the famous uh, designer. Uh, Damo has, Damien has remo- reviewed that on the site um, and he liked it. So cool. We'll check that out. Uh, we have Harold's Going Stiff coming out on the 6th of August, oh, which is one that I've, I've mentioned before. I, I, I'm always banging on about it. I saw it at a festival a few years ago. It's it's surprisingly good. Is it about his death? No. It's, I it's, really hope so. It's an it's sort of an alternative, a bit of a spin on the zombie film. It's uh-huh. like a, uh, it's a mockumentary, but done quite straight and uh, about a guy who's gradually becoming a zombie and and how his oh. relationship with his care worker it's it sounds ridiculous <laughs> and some of it is ridiculous but it's surprisingly poignant and uh i liked it it's it's, it's rough around the edges but it's worth watching is it based on metamorphosis possibly <laughs> and then we've got uh, 10th of august we have step up for miami heat uh, which four. we're all gonna see we're all gonna run to the cinema for that <laughs> yeah four. how have they made four versions of the same oh, they're doing that with ice age though aren't they yeah I don't know, it's four. just they just make up new dances what 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 what? Step Up 4 that was like the first oh, no. one was shit oh, it's like although how many Fast and Furious did they make did five. they make <laughs> Fast five. 5 films about cars people love cars awesome people like dancing people like cars anyway we've also got 360 which is uh, Fernando Mirella's latest film the guy did City of God and Constant Garden and all that. A can, wasn't it? for a second I thought uh, it read yeah. on Dave's sheet that this guy say his name again 
Fernando Mirrell. I don't know. Step up four. No. <laughs> that would, now, be, that would be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, this. I don't know much about this. Um, I think he played it. Can but none of us saw it. It's got uh, Rachel Weitz, Jude Lord, and Anthony Hopkins in it. Uh, next, we've got Jackpot, uh, which is a Joe Nesbo adaptation, like Headhunters. Um, supposed to be good. Uh, I saw a trailer for that with Iron Sky actually, and it does look it does look pretty decent actually. I won't mind seeing that. And then finally, uh, to tie us in with our Hitchcock's theme, which we skipped, <laughs> uh, The Lodger, one of Hitchcock's early sort of talky films. Um, oh, loads of his films getting re-released. Yeah, but this is the this, I think this like is the main one that's been sort of uh, re-polished and stuff like that. Um, a lot of these ones are just getting shown again, but this has had quite an extensive. Uh, sort of remastering, uh, but yeah, that's that's supposed to be very good. I've not seen that actually. So if you live in a place where you actually can go and see a lot of I films London. and you know more sort of indie films or foreign films, uh, there's a lot there you can go and see. Yep. Us on the other hand, yeah, there's not many big films out. There's <laughs> Ted and Brave, and that's about it. Um, but yeah, cool. Anyway, uh, a bit of site news. Uh, we have a new writer, another new writer, uh, Mike Black. So yeah, welcome. Bobby. Any relative to Jack? Uh, it's his know? grandfather. No, I don't uh, know. Okay, cool. Uh, no, I don't think he is. <laughs> but yeah, so check out his reviews on the site. Uh, also, we have actually started a competition to find a new podcast theme that we we sort of thought of the idea a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I've I've implemented it. So um, it, it, uh, you go on the site, you'll find more details. There's not long to go. The uh, deadline is this coming Monday. So. Um, the what is that the 6th of august so yeah so so get composing um if um, if you're listening to this before the 6th cool uh and as ever uh check out the website blueprintreview.co.uk facebook facebook.com slash bp review follow us at twitter at blueprint rev and if you want to email us any uh, theme ideas that we won't get around to doing uh just email (laughs) us info at blueprintreview.co.uk cool and I think that's it. We're all going to bugger off. I'm off. I'm off for a sing song. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Dave. <laughs> and everyone else is off for food. In 42 minutes now. Yeah, oh, there's shit. a countdown in the top yeah. corner. Yeah. Oh, singing yeah. my sins. Pack singing. away as well. Uh, cool. That must be the new um, Max thing. Anyway, cool. Right. So that's it. <laughs> See you later. Bye. 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 Listen to The Lair of the Unwanted on iTunes, and you can hear me, Jason Soto, use the F word. French? No. Fudge? Eh, sort of, but no. Frank? No. Fridge? No. Faruka Balk? What? what? No. Farfid Nugan? Jeez, <sighs> no. Alright, what F word could you possibly be talking about? I'm talking about... In the layer of the unwanted, covering the movies you don't want to see and more on iTunes. <laughs>